From painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking, KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on Artbeat, we talk to filmmaker Mary Farrell about her new documentary, Raising Hell. Raising Hell follows the restoration of the Winona Masonic Temple's iconic theatrical backdrops. The century-old paintings, which were once used in Masonic rituals, are now featured in community events hosted at the Temple's Theater. We talk with Mary about the history of the backdrops and the challenges that came with preserving them. I'm Willard Hike. This is Artbeat on KQAL. I'm here at Samson Auditorium uh, at Frozen River Film Festival. Just saw a screening of Raising Hell. I'm here with the filmmaker behind it, Mary Farrell. Mary, thanks so much for joining us. To start, just kind of give an overview of, w- of what the movie's about for those who might not be familiar with it. So we have a Masonic theater here in Winona, and it's owned by the city. It's been, uh, used to be you know, owned by the Masons. The city has owned it for many, many years. And there are these scenic drops that they have have had in the theater that were owned by the Masons at one time, but now the, the, the city owns them. And so there was a talk about turning the Masonic theater into a much more community theater that would adapt to more modern uh, rigging system and lighting. So that meant they had to discuss the drops. Could they stay? Could they not stay? So it was, uh, there was a uh, city council decision. There was a public meeting to decide uh, which drops to save. So this film concentrates on the 13 drops that were saved. And there was a rest- restoration artist who was hired to restore the drops. So what exactly was like the, like, like the function of these drops? Was it for... Um I guess rituals would be the word within within Freemasonry. So yeah, so yeah, the Masons were using these when they became initiated as a member of the Mason organization. So they had these special meanings for them, and only them, only they were able to be uh, participate in this ritual. So, so what drew you to this project? What what about it caught your attention? So I've done two other documentary films, and. I was uh, approached by, I mean, I knew about this project, but I, I was approached by a gentleman who was going to be working on the project, and he said to me, I think we need to document this, the, this project and the restoration process. So I immediately said, yes, I'll, I'd be glad, I'd be very interested in making a documentary film about it. So all in all, how long did the restoration take? The restoration started in December of 2018 and was completed by spring of 2019. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but what are the drops used for now? So currently, now that the drops have been uh, restored and they are hanging at the Masonic Theater. And so there have been several productions that have used those drops. Midwest Music Fest used the drops uh, Margaret Shaw Johnson, who is a, a playwright, um, used it in a production. And our arts and culture coordinator just produced a play called Can't Dance. And he used the, the drop for that. So 
they will, I think that will be the, the plan is to use these for community events. Before you got going on this project, did you have any sort of prior experience or familiarity with the Masons? Not so much. I mean, I, I knew some Masons. I knew that the lodge was a Masonic lodge, but I didn't have uh, any kind of association with it. There was some, an event some years ago that, that the drops were used, and that's when I was first exposed to them, and I thought they were uh, beautiful works of art. So I think I was, I mostly really... Um, am drawn to those drops as works of art and didn't really quite um, have a whole lot of connection with them through the Masons. So, so who did the restorations and, and how, how does the city go about funding someone um, that is so specialized in that area? So we, uh, the city hired Kim Lawler to restore the drops. She's a restoration art, artist out of the Twin Cities and the city put out a RFP, which is a request for proposal. And so she submitted that along with some other artists. And then her bid um, was accepted. So uh, it was uh, that kind of a process. And um, she has, um, she had just finished a project not too long ago up in Bloomington at the Masonic Lodge there restoring their drops. So she had a, repu a very good reputation. And Kim is coming back, I understand it, in the near future to do some more work at the theater. Is that right? That's correct. Um, and she, so the walls in the theater are not, are dirty. They're just not clean because they, again, many, many years of the coal dust and the cigarette smoke um, caused the walls to become full of, you know, soot and dirt. What I understand is the city will be asking her to come back uh, maybe sometime this year or 2021 to clean the walls. It's, it, this restoration process is such an interesting process. Uh, did, did, did you find that there are any kind of unique challenges with documenting it? Any kind of unique challenges that came along with this project in particular? Well, you know, it was a completely indoor project. And so... Um, I, I was challenged by some of the, the lighting situation because there was no windows, no natural lighting. It was all kind of amb ambient lighting, um, some stage lighting. But that was kind of a, a, a challenge for me to deal with just n no natural light and all just ambient light. So now that this one's all done and it's, and it's screening and available for viewing, um, have, have you got your eyes on any future projects? As a matter of fact, I do. Um, so Winona is hosting the, um, it's called the KCC 2020 Celebration. Uh, Winona is celebrating the Kashubian heritage. And this is the 100th anniversary of, of Poland's independence. So there's a whole year of events. And so I have made a decision that I will document that document the events that are going on, and um, I will also be going to Poland. I'm going to be taking, uh, uh, there's a delegation of us that are going over to Poland in May to our sister city, Bitov, and I will be filming there too. So basically, the film will be about the migration of the Kashubian people from Poland, the Kashubian region in Poland, to Winona. Wonderful. I really look forward to that. One last question for you here, Mary. Um, where, where can listeners learn more about the film, about you, um, whether that be social media, uh, web websites, what might be some good 
avenues for that? Uh, so right now, you know, the film is done. We're working on what, how that's going to be distributed. I always make a, a DVD or a Blu-ray for our public library so people can check it out. We will probably put it up for streaming. Because um, both the, the other two films are not even at that point yet. They're still in DVD and Blu-ray. But I think this film, it's, it's just time to, to make it accessible th- through YouTube or uh, another avenue. And I have, I'm a member of the River Arts Alliance, and I have a page on there. And um, so with my, because I do a lot of still photography, so I have that on there, but I'll probably be adding a link to um, my other movies on there too. Well, Mary, I really enjoyed the film. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again to Mary Farrell for joining us on this episode of Artbeat. To stream this episode or any other episode of Artbeat, visit kqal.org and select the media tab. I'm Willard Hike. Thanks for listening. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows at kqal.org. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.